My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity, and we're super thankful to have you join us for our daily podcast. I'm going to read a portion of the Bible from Ephesians 1, then we'll pray and spend just a little bit of time together here at the beginning of our Wednesday, thinking about and looking for confidence and encouragement in the Word of God. First, let's read. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him... We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we thank you for the Bible. God, we thank you for the fact that you are one whose desire is to bestow upon us spiritual blessings. We pray that we would receive those today and frankly think more clearly about what those blessings might look like. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I just want to remind you of a few things that are fundamentally true about you if you are a Christian, Uh, but these are things that we may forget, especially as we live during times of uncertainty. So consider today, whether you're out walking or sitting in your home or Uh, maybe on a drive around town, Uh, consider this to be an invitation for you to hear true words spoken over your soul. Number one, you have been chosen. Paul reminds us here that before the world began, we were chosen, that we matter, that the children of God, Christians that were significant in God's sight, that God is powerful and yet he chose you and me, that we're all called to live holy and blameless that he desires that because we're chosen, that we would reflect his goodness in the world around us. And so in a very real way, God has laid claim to your life. He's chosen you. And in that chosenness, there is a sense in which you are called, I am called to reflect the goodness of God. That because we belong to him, there are certain expectations uh, and frankly, certain things that would manifest through us as the chosen of God. Number two, not only have we been chosen, but we've also been destined for adoption. Being chosen could mean you're just simply chosen to do a job or to to accomplish a task. But here Paul reminds us, and I think the Holy Spirit through Paul, that we've been chosen and destined to belong to God as family, not just as workers or uh, citizens who would belong in the sense or be chosen by being born in a particular country, but that we have been actually included as children in a family. And this is one of those areas in the New Testament or spaces where the idea of spiritual adoption comes into play. And I think it's such a powerful concept. The picture of adoption is the one who was lost or cast off and cut off, one with pain and a past is chosen to belong as a child in a new household. And all of us, in one way or another, can identify with the pain of our past. We know what it feels like to feel alone, to sense that we have no one advocating for us, that we don't really belong, we're not really safe. And this picture of what it feels like then to be adopted actually combats that pervasive sense of being alone, that 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 haunting 
lie that lives in the back of many of our heads and hearts that no one is going to look out for me, so I have to look out for me. So much of the self-preservation that you and I are tempted to, to live in is, is a kind of manifestation of orphanness. I must protect myself because no one else will protect me. And when we give in to self-preservation and live as if we're on our own and it's all about us, we actually adopt a, def- a defensive posture toward God and toward the world. And I can even think of an adopted child uh, being in a defensive posture toward her or his parents. Uh, they have good reason to feel insecure and afraid and like it's down to them. And many of us know what this feels like in our own soul. It's actually probably one of the biggest challenges with living the Christian life is that we have this other story inside our bones that says we're not safe. So no matter what God says or the scriptures say or the Christian church teaches, we believe, as orphans would believe, that we're actually not uh, safe and secure. And we're on our own. And yet God says, I've adopted you. I've destined you for adoption. And when we live as if we're on our own in the adopted family of God, it's like carrying the hurts of the past into a newly adopted family. We all know in truth that one can be adopted and behave as if she were, he were an orphan. But we don't have to live that way. The third thing we see in this passage is this. Uh, Paul reminds us, the Holy Spirit through Paul reminds us that we are not only chosen and adopted, but that we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul says here that Jesus has done something for us through his death on the cross, that he's actually paid a price to redeem you. Now let's think about that word. To be redeemed is to be put Um, pulled out of jail and put in a place of freedom or pulled out of an orphan situation and put into a home. To be redeemed is actually to be liberated, to be purchased, to be uh, relocated, if you will. And so what, what we're seeing here is that we don't actually have to live like orphans. We don't have to behave as if we're on our own, that Jesus has actually made a way for us to live as if we belonged. See, it's one thing to belong. It's another thing to live as if you belong. And a lot of us, even maybe some of you listening to me today, you know in your head that you belong, that you're a child of God, but you live as if you're on your own. Well, I just want to say to you, Jesus has something to say to your soul. I believe that many of us actually carry woundedness and damage, uh, a pain that, that abides in our souls. Uh, that's a residue of the past. And I just want to say Jesus wants to heal you. He wants to say something to you. He wants to settle you so that you become the kind of person who increasingly lives and, and feels what is fundamentally true, that you live your settledness. I believe Jesus wants the work of God to sink into your bones that he wants what Jesus, what God has done to sink into an awareness of your lived experience. Part of redemption, Paul says here, is receiving forgiveness. It's letting God cut you free from the way of the past so that you would then have access to God's grace, which is his empowering presence. And that leads us somewhere, y'all. The fourth thing we see in this passage, um, and I'll just recap, you have been chosen, you have been adopted, you have given, been given access to redemption. All of that leads to a deeper understanding. So the way Paul ends here is uh, with all wisdom and insight, 
he, God, has made known to us the mystery of his will. So what Paul is saying here is that when I have been chosen and adopted, and when I have an awareness of the redemptive power of God that lets me live as if those things are true, then I'm able to actually learn. And I believe that actually one of the biggest barriers to your spiritual growth is probably some lack of awareness of the settled reality of God enfolding you into a home and saying to you, you don't have to live as an orphan. See, if we live as an orphan with self-preservation as the guiding value, we will struggle to learn the things that are fundamentally and ultimately true that God has to teach us. I mean, y'all, studies, modern studies, even have suggested that the more secure a child is at home in her understanding of who she is, the more able she is to learn and excel in an unhindered way at school. Well, this is proven, this fact of security creates learning right here, 2,000 years ago in the sacred text of the Bible. The more secure I am in God's love for me, his enfolding me into his family, the more I am able to possess wisdom and insight and to know the mystery of God's will. So do you want to know? Do you want to grow? Do you want to feel like you're the kind of person who's growing in insight? Then I would look back and do some work. Maybe the soul work that God would have each of us to do pertaining to being chosen, being included as a child in our family, being redeemed through the act of Jesus, maybe a deeper awareness of those things will lead to the insight that you so seek and crave. I will tell you in my own personal life, the more I've been able to know my belovedness, the more insight into the Bible and into life I have. And I know that that is not just true for me. That's on offer for each and every one of us. So let's dig in. Dig in so that you would be a person of keen insight and wisdom. God bless you. Go in peace. I pray that you would think on these things today. Amen.